0: Welcome to Business Mentorship Keeping It Real and a new season featuring panel guests who have shared their business stories in our guest blog discussing topics trending in business. The world of work has changed and we're finding that we're having to navigate a hybrid environment that speaks to a new definition of wealth and well-being. Our panel guests have a number of years with combined experience working with clients to support growth both personally and professionally. And they join us today to share their thoughts on the changes we're seeing to a new definition of wealth and well-being. We focus on freedom, freedom to create lifestyle choices that support our time, energy, and attitude towards work. And I'd like to introduce you to our panel guests. We'll start with Maura Joy Lustig, who's a coach in health and wellness from Peterborough, Ontario. We have Sharon Gill, who's a leadership coach and philanthropist from Charlotte, North Carolina. We have Precious Fuller, a diversity and inclusion specialist from Atlanta, Georgia, and Robinson Smith, who is an author and speaker of the Smith Maneuver from Victoria, BC. Welcome, everybody. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Pleasure to be here.
0: You know, it's so wonderful to have all of you joining us um, in a panel discussion because uh, none of you have met each other other than perhaps reading your stories and maybe seeing your individual interviews. So I'm really thrilled that we can get together and have a chance to sort of share some thoughts and opinions on what we're experiencing with clients and sort of in our our own social networks. So, Maura, I thought we'd start with you because healthy lifestyle choices is always a focus uh, at this time of year, especially in January. So have you noticed in recent months a shift in attitudes towards looking and feeling better?
2: To a certain extent, Trish, I would agree that uh, people are more more aware of the of how they show up and about how they want to be able to um, really step more fully into uh, maybe building their businesses in different ways or connecting more with family. And uh, one of the things that I teach is, you know, the, the first piece is self-awareness and then from there we can go into self-care because you have to put your own oxygen mask on first and looking and feeling good means taking care of you first so that you can then pour into others and then ultimately self-mastery so we've got three steps to that but yes i agree that right now people are looking at ways especially you know you, you notice at the beginning of the year there are d- different turning points in the year where people are triggered whether it's the beginning of september or the beginning of january and uh, unfortunately Uh, I'll speak more about this as we go further, it would be that the mistake people make is waiting until when to get started on something that's important to them instead of realizing that it's the small steps and all we ever have is now. So what if every day was New Year's Day?
0: You know, that's so true because I think that we find that, you know, this new dynamic that we're all dealing with and, you know, whether you're selling to a, a product or service to a client or in your own social network, this hybrid environment model is really, Creating a new sense of awareness, for sure. And I love the fact that you've sort of made the connection between self care and looking after ourselves first, because I think we can all agree that there are certain <coughs> stages and ages in life when you kind of go to the bottom of the list, right? Sharon, do you want to expand on on that whole thought process? And even in when we're caregivers as women, we find that there's even times when we have to put our business to the back burner and put our focus on health and wellness, right?
3: Yeah, that's right. You know, and um, as I was listening to Mara and she was saying, you know, people trying to decide when, I think COVID has taught us one thing. Mm -hmm. That was so unexpected. It changed the dynamics of how we do work, how we look at self-care, how we look at mental health. And, um, you know, I love what you said about self-awareness because that's something I, I try to teach, you know, my clients like, hey, be aware of your emotions, be aware of what's going on with you, and then have some intelligence about what's going on with other people. And hybrid, the the, the interesting thing for me, right, is that hybrid is still an option. People's first choice is still virtual. This morning I was sitting here, I was doing some quiet time, and my granddaughter who is seven, she said, man, I'd like to work from home. She's seven. (laughs) So I said, what do you mean work from home? She said, yeah, I wanna stay home and then just hang out with you and, and be here. And it's just, I'm thinking you're seven, so that means that that next generation, two or three down, they, the, the whole concept of work and where we work and how we do work is so different. It's about comfort. Yeah. She wants to stay home so yeah. she can hang with her grandmother because that gives her comfort. Yeah. And so this is, this is the kind of trends that I'm seeing. And it, 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 it shows too, even when I work with teams, if that employer is not aware Emotionally aware of where they're at, they're gone, and we've so all true. heard about the great resignation, the great reset, the great—you know—the quiet quitting. Well, it's all about that whole self-care and that whole emotion, emotional management. And right. so, yeah, this is where we are as a world right now. Yeah, it's, it's, about, it's about me first. It really has become about me first.
0: Now, Maura, you know, one of the things that we all seem to do in January, and I don't know why it's January, I know you mentioned September, for some people, it's when the kids go back to school, you know, for other people, it may be holidays that trigger, you know, this whole awareness piece. But generally speaking, in January, we're all sitting down and writing, we'll we'll call them New Year's resolutions, for lack of a better phrase. But tell us a little bit about what you're finding in terms of that whole piece about you know, the realignment of our goals and where we're going with that.
2: Well, one of the things that I see over and over is because I go to the gym every day, I work out every day, whether I'm at the gym or I'm power walking on the trails or in the summer out on an e-bike with my husband, but what I see in January or September or certain punctuation points in the year, we all know this suddenly the gym is so full. You can't even get into the parking lot (laughs) and and anywhere from one to three weeks later, no problem. They're gone (laughs) because people will join with the best of intentions. And then what happens is they walk in the door. They're, they're in an unfamiliar environment and I'm just using exercise as an example. This applies to all areas of our life where we decide that, you know, we're finally ready to do something that's important to us that involves focus, time, commitment, and sacrifice, okay? and you think about your career you think about you know different things you want to master in life and but your health is the, f- the focus right now so mm-hmm. people show up at the gym they're uncomfortable they're embarrassed because they're looking at the people who go all the time and they're comparing themselves and we all know comparison is the thief of joy <laughs> <laughs> and, i love that <laughs> and they're, they're lifting a weight or they're doing something and they're doing it awkwardly and self-consciously and it's hurting and they're thinking I don't know if I really want to do this. And so there are things that we need to know in advance that if we're going to do something that's brand new, whether it's quitting smoking or whether it's saying yes to getting uh, it fit, that you have to accompany that thought with a clear plan. And that involves support, whether it's a coach, a mentor, um, buddies, you know, mm-hmm. accountability partners, people that will hold you capable, but not, not push your buttons and make you feel self conscious. There's a right. difference, right? Yeah, very true. And so there's that and developing the routine because you have to trust the process. You have to fall in love with the journey, not the mm-hmm. destination. And then when you know that, well, then every day it's just one more step a in. A little your different. Journey. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now, Robinson, why don't you give us a male perspective on this whole idea about making healthy lifestyle choices? Because, you know, we tend to always gravitate towards the female perspective, to be quite honest. And I'm sure that, you know, men sometimes feel that they're being left out because it's just as important for you guys to be healthy and enjoy your wealth journey as it is for women. So give us a little bit of a perspective from a man's perspective. Is is the health and wellness journey as important to, to you at whatever stage you are in your career?
1: Um, personally, uh, honestly, no, um, <laughs> it's, it's not, I mean, where I'm at in my life, um, I was an investment advisor for a dozen years with a successful practice, uh, here in Victoria. And in the middle of 2018, I sold my advisory, uh, to write a book, uh, explaining a financial strategy. Uh, to get out to everybody because it's not easy out there. So I started my new business, started working from home, middle of 2018. uh, And COVID came, you know, late Mm -hmm. 2019, 2020. And I was looking forward to working from home after working in an office for a dozen years and it was great at the beginning, but then I, I, I missed the work environment, being out there in, in, in public and with colleagues and all that. And there wasn't an opportunity because everything was shut down for me to go out, take some time off from my home office and go out uh, and mm-hmm. sit in a coffee shop, maybe do a bit of work there. So mm-hmm. the I the, the health and wellness part of it for me, uh, when I think of what we're discussing today and health and wellness, it's more it's more emotional or mental. Uh, because i mean i certainly wasn't the only one who said oh this is this is odd and i'm missing connection uh, Mm -hmm. i'm missing uh, freedom of movement uh and uh that's taken a bit of a bit of a toll um not a whole lot certainly it's it's harmed uh, a lot more others uh, Mm -hmm. to a greater extent than i think Mm -hmm. myself but that has that has certainly been something that you know while i am focusing in my business on on the financial side of things my wife as you know trish just came out with a book uh, making friends with the boogeyman right. she's focusing more on the on the, the spiritual the mental the emotional uh, part of wellness right. so it's, it's interesting between the two of us uh, i'm focusing on f- uh, financial wellness and she's focusing on uh, the more ethereal health. aspect yeah. of wellness yeah. um, but we're seeing Uh, both of us are professional lives Uh, challenges for a lot of people out there Mm -hmm. on the financial side and the emotional side. And certainly I think um, there's a lot of work to be done for, for a lot of professionals with all these people out there who are, who are suffering, not talking about it um, for a various number of reasons and looking for help, whether it be with personal finances, whether it be emotionally or mentally, so it's it's a very, very interesting time. Uh, and my services, what I do, are certainly needed because it's not easy out there financially. Yeah, but exactly. especially my wife, uh, Heidi, you know, I think her book, <laughs> Making Friends with the Boogeyman, is, is very, very timely with all that's going on in the world, all the For
2: the sure. instability
1: that's affecting people emotionally and, and, and mentally and, and spiritually. So interesting times, uh, being able to adapt from a work environment to either a hybrid or a work at home, uh, has been challenging. People think, Oh, this is going to be great. I get to work from the house. Well, now you have the dog trying to get into your home office, you've got kids, <laughs> right. you've got all of this Yeah. combined with the work pressures that you've always had with yeah. uh, the addition of new work pressures of, of a different work environment. So,
3: uh,
1: I think these are interesting times and, and everybody out there who focuses on improving people's lives, whether it be financially, emotionally, spiritually, uh, I think, uh, are, are very much needed these days.
0: Well, thank you for that because I'm, I'm going to segue to Sharon because as a leadership coach, things like trust and flexibility come to mind, you know, when we're talking about all of this new uh, work environment. So do you find that we've adapted to this hybrid model with folks dividing their time between the home and an office environment? Because I love that. You know, uh, Robinson has mentioned, do we need the human connection and the human connection doesn't really work virtual all the time. So what's your experience?
3: That is true. I mean, in in my mind, I mean, I think a hybrid is the perfect solution, but I'm honestly seeing that people are looking for virtual jobs. So it's, it's really weird. Um, You know, even in, in the practice of law, for example, right. Where, you know, lawyers are used to having their, their shop, their, you know, where clients can come in. People are trying to build virtual law firms. And let me just say this with the metaverse coming, you know, coming in is virtual world. So although I would prefer a hybrid and maybe many of us would prefer a hybrid, I think people are still back to Morris point. It's more about self, right? And yes, to Robinson's point, some people need that human connection, but they want to go get that on their terms. right? And so that's what I'm seeing. And companies who aren't agile, that's what I saw in 2020. They really missed the opportunity. Um, when I, when COVID happened, that's kind of when I got a lot of my work and it was for companies who were getting, trying to get ready to pivot and and to, you know, to switch. But there were so many companies who were behind on technology that they, you know, they, they missed the mark. But those companies who did go that route, they have not gone back to the office. No, they have not gone back. All my clients remained virtual. And so we we love the idea of hybrid, but I'm just being honest. Virtual is still what people are seeking right now, virtual opportunities.
0: So how does that change the leadership skills? I mean, we're all leaders in our own right, you know, as, a, as entrepreneurs and people who are in our own businesses, whether we're leading teams or our individual teams, or whether we're just communicating, for instance, in this platform, our leadership skills have to change because virtually that's a whole different type of connection. So is there a leadership skill that you're finding, that the virtual world is now in need of that, that we should be considering as part of our own repertoire moving forward?
3: Great question. Emotional awareness, uh, <laughs> knowing what your people need in this moment, Yeah, being adaptable, being um, flexible. I mean, these are the big communication, communicating. Um, those are the things that I'm seeing that leaders having to step up, getting rid of the old mindsets of, <laughs> the way how we used to do things. I've seen leaders resist, get resentful because they're being required to adapt. Right. But then those leaders who are inflexible are losing people. Right. And so leaders have to begin to think, okay, I have to adapt. Okay. And not feel like they're being cheated. How we do performance appraisal. No longer is it not, you know, okay, if I'm early punctual, what does punctuality look like now? Ah, that's a good all, point. All these rules have changed. Right, right. All these rules have changed. You know, monitoring, all, all these stuff have changed. Yeah, and so good. as a leader, you have to be flexible, very open-minded. I mean, still, you know, still have your goals and your bottom line results. But what does productivity look like? And and, and when? Wh- what is my work hours? Right. Is it when I want to do it or when you want me to do it? Right.
1: So and that is, I apologize for jumping in, but oh, that that's is a okay. challenge for for, I experienced that myself. Uh, I work from home now. I still have an office 20 minutes away with two employees, but I make it in maybe once a week
3: mm-hmm.
1: or 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 less. And there's no popping your head in once or twice a day or, and, and say hey, how's it going or let's go get a cup of coffee. And so there's there's a big gap there for for myself and I assume a lot of people.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm going to add to that too. It's about project versus yes. exact uh, output. Like it's not the hours. It's did yes. the job get done? Right. yes do it on your time your terms
3: right yep Mau's right with that it's about projects so it's a, right. it's a big mindset shift and what you know what Robinson said about hey how do you connect still well I find it to be creative so my clients they're on zoom and and they have that connect time they use slack and they do quick quick scrum meetings you can adapt you can adjust and this is exactly what I'm saying if you don't have the mindset to use technology then you're gonna be in progress I know I have two kids um 20. Eight and thirty, just turned 30. They will not go back to an office. Oh, really? Two wow. years now, you're working from home. You're like, wow. if I have to go back to an office, I'll quit my job.
0: That's interesting. Now, Precious, you've just gone back into an office environment. <laughs> so you sort of changed your dynamic. I'm really interested in hearing your point of view, especially on the fact that. You know, you're now going into a, a regular location where you had freedom in a hybrid model before. So how are you finding the transition from going from perhaps more freedom in terms of time and flexibility now back into an office environment?
4: Yes, um, that is a great question as well. It has strengthened my character. Let's say that. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Are, yeah. And, and when you are home, things are more on your terms. Right. Everything is copasthetic. Let's just yeah. say that. Yeah. When you go into an environment, an environment that has already been established mm-hmm. by someone other than yourself, there are factors that you have to contend with. And it's nothing like strengthening your muscles other than resistance. <laughs> so um it definitely is a different dynamic. It's one that I, I welcome at the time. It does it definitely does present its challenges, but that's what's developing. Uh, my leadership skill in a, in a new way, right? Um, because it's, it's all of connections or a part of things, but being able to build that being in, in face and in person, it's nothing like that versus a zoom, a screen, right? The screen does something for those connections that are already established. We already have our plan. We're focused. We're good. We're, we're, we're object driven, let's say by, by the objective. Sure. But when you're in person, that emotional intelligence comes into play.
2: Yeah.
4: The awareness of yourself and others and in this dynamic. Um, and then you have the nerve to want to lead, you know, to mm-hmm. actually lead the, the the atmosphere, the people uh, in a direction. So it's a different set of dynamics for sure. Right. And um, it's one that can keep us. Well, yes, we, let's say maybe with the hybrid model, when you are dealing with people. In their element and environment versus just in your living room and your personal home office, whatever you're doing, um, it's a different dynamic for sure. But it's one that has the ability to strengthen you in a new way and um, create some power in that setting with those you interact with in a new way as well. And it's not one-sided help; right. they help you. Right. That's always it's
0: a it's a dual
4: dual yeah, role. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, Robinson, you made a really good point, and that is, you know, you, you are working in a hybrid model where you're working from home, and then you have um, team members that are in an office, and we know that you're in the, the business of helping folks maximize their income potentials so that they can create more freedom and flexibility in their life and in their workplace in general. Are you finding that post-COVID that the overall attitude for people discussing money has changed? Because there's, you know, there's lots of things around money provides us with the freedom to pursue the things that we want to do. And, I mean, Sharon's already mentioned her, you know, mature adult children are not going back to to the office environment. So are you finding that that's creating new conversations around money and about individual and personal wealth?
1: Well, it's, it's interesting. I... I... You know when i'm addressing the public and educating uh people about this particular financial strategy the smith mover it's more of a, a one-sided conversation i'm doing a lot of webinars and presentations um, but i speak a lot to financial professionals whom i'm training up to assist these people to implement the strategy uh and the 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 consensus i'm getting generally is that it's it's divided out there uh, as regards people's attitude to their personal finances. When things get tough, when markets go down, when un- unemployment is, is rising, when there's uncertainty, increasing rates, inflation, all of this, people tend to either dive into it and say, I've, I've got to do something. I've got to make a change, you know, cause we all know that if you don't make a change, no change is going to happen. Some people realize that and they move forward and they say, how can I fix this? How can I make things better? And then of course, there are people who just put their head deeper and deeper into the sand. So it's interesting. And, you know, this, this changes times are good times are bad. Um, you get all these, these different attitudes towards money and personal finances because money is very emotional. It's a very, very emotional thing. Um, and I didn't always understand that. I, I was actually taught that and trained into that by my wife who has very different opinion about uh, opinions about certain things, but I'm getting, a, a more holistic picture about the whole thing right now, but it's very interesting once you're aware, uh, to actually be able to, to observe, uh, consciously how people are reacting to certain situations. And there's a lot of uncertainty out there, uh, and people are scared for their personal finances, for their employment, uh, for their futures and all that. And there's just a, a wide variety of reactions
0: are we finding do you think because if we've got folks who are saying listen I'm going to um I'm willing to sacrifice my time at work or my income to, for more freedom so whether that's freedom to spend with your family or freedom to you know do more leisure activities or spend more time on your health and wellness plan there's got to be a trade-off because you know If we're, if we've been used to working this sort of 40 plus hours a week, obviously that we're, we're services are time for money, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're going to change that dynamic between the services that we're willing to give for time and money, what does that mean for our overall wealth picture? Because clearly, we need to be able to take whatever percentages of our income we can and put that away to savings for the future. Uh, so, is not creating new conversations with some of the advisors that you're connecting with?
1: Well, here's the interesting thing is is the Smith maneuver, the, the personal finance strategy that I educate and train on, does not require any additional cash flow to start improving your financial situation. So, what it does, you know, there's a difference between being rich and being wealthy. The rich work for their money and the wealthy's money works for them. And that for me is the goal of a lot of people. If I have freedom financially, if my money is working for me, I'm 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 wealthy and I can afford to spend time doing what I like, spend time with my family, et cetera. The people who are coming to us looking for solutions on the personal finance front, uh, you know, they, they quickly learn that that they can achieve that that personal time freedom much quicker without having to outlay any additional cash flow. Uh, it's the only financial strategy out there that does this. Right. So, so it's when you start explaining this to someone, a homeowner and a light bulb goes off, that's a really, really satisfying moment where you see they understand what the strategy is all about, what it can do for them in terms of not only improving their wealth, but getting them out of that nine to five, 40 hours, uh, a a week or 50 hours a week at the office much quicker. So, there isn't a sacrifice of how much effort do I put in at work? How much time do I have with my family? You can, you can increase your, your, your wealth right away. Right. Start that doing right. It right away without having to sacrifice, um, you know, without having to put more time in at the office to earn more money.
0: Oh, well, that's a really good point because Moira, I'm gonna, you know, circle back to yourself because, we're all looking for a quick fix, especially in the health and wellness space, right? You know, like how, how quickly can I lose money? How quickly can I build money, you know, muscle mass? How quickly can I feel, go from feeling really crummy to feeling really great? So there's a commitment, there's a, a new relationship, I think, between time, money and freedom. So are you, you know, speaking to the folks that you're talking about at the gym, you know, you can't get into the parking lot in January and by February and March and perhaps other times of the year, you know, you take your pick. Um, are you finding that the, the folks that you speak to on the treadmill, I mean, I always found that if I ever went to the gym, you know, you get on the treadmill, you start some great conversations with people. <laughs> um, are you finding that there's sort of a, a new, a new uh, resurgence to the relationship between time and project or time and results?
2: Yes, but if it's all right with you, I'd like to continue with what's going on already here, because what I'm hearing with Robinson and with Sharon and Precious, and the, first of all, Sharon mentioned quiet, the quiet quitting. And I thought, what a beautiful way. It's not the, just the great resignation, it's the quiet quitting. Mm-hmm. And Robinson, I'm a former certified financial planner. I was in financial services for 20 years. So I'm listening to this conversation and, and, and Precious, you're talking about the difference in having to go back into the workplace and how, if, I guess for some people there who are extroverts, they've craved the connection so much that they're delighted to be around physical bodies. Whereas others are just saying, oh, now I gotta give up a lot of my normal routine to be able to fit in here again. So there's all that going on and what I'm seeing, cause I mean, Sharon, you said how people want human connection on their terms. Mm-hmm. That is so true. And, uh, you know, I will never work for someone else ever again. I,
0: but... <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> I think all the heads are nodding. I'll yeah. <laughs> we'll agree that
2: more and more people who are quietly quitting aren't necessarily just sitting home on their hands. Right. They're looking for ways to reinvent themselves. Yes. Now, that also creates a financial challenge because mm-hmm. you don't land running, you you Life have to careful. fail forward, you have to mm-hmm. experiment and try or maybe even get new skills and train up. Right. So there's all that stress around finances and around lifestyle choices. And now I, now I will bring in again, the thing about self care. Yes. <laughs> because, because this is where self care, starting with self awareness, understanding where you are burning out, where you, when and where you feel overwhelmed and what do I need to do to shift my inner and outer geography, my environment in order to bring myself up and out of that and get back on track. Because if it's to be, it's up to
0: me, right? Yes, (laughs) for sure. Does that kind of answer your question a little bit, Trish? Yeah, for sure. Because I I mean, I think, you know, to Sharon's point, I loved the, the, you know, how you brought in not only your granddaughter at seven years of age, but mm-hmm. your adult children at 28 and 30. And you're going, um, there's a bit of a connection there between, you know, it's not a generation gap. It's an attitude shift. Yes. And I think that's really important because, you know, we've we've all been sort of moving along in in our, our in in our lane with our thoughts and beliefs. And I really think that especially in the last year, that's mm-hmm. sort of all changing and mm-hmm. it has it. the dynamics even of mm-hmm. relationships are changing, which yeah, I, I think is I, really important.
2: Go ahead. Go ahead. Mm, uh, go ahead. Well, well, thank you. So because my husband's a chiropractor and so he has a clinic in Peter, brick, Peterborough, brick and mortar, right? Yeah. And so during COVID uh, at the very beginning of it, he was off work for two weeks with the big shut, the lockdown and everything. Mm-hmm. But after yeah. that, he's just been going in and out of his clinic every day mm-hmm. <laughs> ever since. Whereas I've I always, for, for the last, a couple of decades worked from home and i love working from home so we have that hybrid between the two of us a little bit there's just there's so many ways of coming at this now and as people are at a certain age they're also there you know we don't get what we want we get our standards Mm -hmm. and people are looking at uh okay what 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 are my priorities what are my boundaries what will i or won't i what am i willing to give up in order to be who i am authentically yeah that's very true
0: now precious you know equity but equity and fairness is also a really hot topic because we're looking at those two things and really relating them to the workplace. We're relating them to personal relationships. We're relating them to how we show up. So are you finding that folks are becoming more strategic and reevaluating their lifestyle choices? Based on this new sense of normal, I mean, you're, you're in a wonderful position where you, you've taken a hybrid model and now you're back in a, a sort of office environment. So what are your take on the, the sort of attitude shift that we're seeing?
4: Yes, I wanna say this too. When we speak about the options that we have being hybrid, being home, not everyone has option. I'm gonna speak on two environments that don't have the option as easily and that survived the pandemic and their numbers didn't go down. One is funeral homes (laughs)
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was
4: gone up. And then you talk about early childhood. There are spaces that everyone doesn't have the option to just stay home and be effective. So when we speak to it, it can be a bit from a privileged standpoint that people have the option. Everyone Mm -hmm. does not have the option, nor do we want them to. It's kind of like this. you, you can do without a lot of things, but not without your trash man coming by every so often and taking that trash. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
4: So when we talk, sometimes we're, it's um, it's exclusionary exclu- from those who their positions don't involve just staying home. So okay. since that's the case, and there are environments with brick and mortar, how are those people treated? Because mm-hmm. we don't want them to leave. If they pack up, we're going to be up a creek. Because yeah, we to really sure. operate the competition, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So what happens then? How do we treat them? How do we value them in response to ourselves? And I did just contribute to a book, Ennobling Business for Success, and my chapter is Recognize Equality. When you recognize things, you treat people differently because there will always be a need for spaces that are active. What about when you take your car to get service? Can they do that from home? No. So there are spaces that have to be in place and as leaders in those spaces whether you're leading from home or whether you go in whether you in on a regular basis you have to value them in a certain way so that they won't have the quiet quitting on you. Yeah. you say you know what i'm done with this i want a part of the other there will be spaces that need to be maintained whether you're an extrovert or an introvert or somewhere off the charts right. uh, we just have to and keeping that in mind and so i'm in the space now with the um early childhood education, there are just spaces that um, have so much opportunity. And when they have to stay home, their parents were having a fit. (laughs)
2: They
4: wanted them back in school. They didn't know what to do with them. And sometimes we can be very judgmental when people say, oh, well, they're your children. Yeah, they're our children, but we all need support. When you're doing something constantly and that's not your specialty, you know how to love them, but sometimes have them to be orderly and do um, complete a goal, complete their work, and then they need social connections of their peers as well. So yeah, I, I think your question, I might've touched on it in a roundabout way,
0: <laughs> we need a space
4: for all of us.
0: Yeah, and you know, and we, it takes a village, right? Isn't that saying it takes, a village? Yeah, it takes and, a village? And I think that we've all sort of touched on various different areas where regardless of what the new definition of work is, I think the flexibility that Mm -hmm. those who have the flexibility are taking advantage of it and those who don't have the flexibility as leaders we have to show up differently to your point precious right we we really do have to look at a whole new way of communicating really Mm -hmm. and keeping all of our teams as teams because they'll get too fractional otherwise and we won't really have a chance to to be in inclusion and freedom of choices is not just about your way or the highway it's it's all about making sure that everybody within your team feels that they have freedom of choice, right?
1: And yeah, that's 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 exactly right mm-hmm. and technology is is going to play such an important yes. role in yes. keeping people together whether they're working remotely in the office, a hybrid model. There's there's a lot of a lot of technology out there. One company I've come across is called Inkly, I N Q L I and they're doing fantastic things with with keeping employees connected, mentorship Uh, Mm -hmm. virtual volunteering to keep people connected to keep them with a sense of inclusion Uh, and so technology is going to play a very very uh, important part in making sure that we all continue to function somewhat efficiently and effectively and communicate Uh, so it's going to be very interesting to see what uh, the near future holds with regards to that for
3: sure i just want to jump on on that and to and go back to what Precious said, because you're right, technology, as Precious was talking about, the car repairman, for example. In my head, I'm thinking, give this another two or three years, that guy's going to be coming to my house to fix my car. I'm not going to go into his house. Because Absolutely. the mindset of us, we're so fixed, and with AI and the metaverse, we are definitely being more virtual, whether we like it or not. I, I, I look at how my habits of getting food is so different, now. DoorDash, Uber Eats. I mean, I don't go, I just got her from Amazon. I guess I spent so much money on Amazon that they gave me this, whatever. And I'm thinking, gosh, I'm a person who never shopped online. Online, yeah. <laughs> Never. I'm like, I need to be in the store. I need to try on the stuff myself. I need to, I buy literally everything online, online. Mm-hmm. everything. I mean, from the simplest pin to the most complex things. This is just how this, this is where we're going, and how technology now it's same day delivery, now it's two hour delivery. Technology is speeding up, the world's changing, and yes, maybe funeral homes and stuff may be one of those that stays there. But from what I'm seeing and where we're going, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be coming to you. Yeah, it's gonna that's be very true. I,
0: I think that we have a new definition, right? We have a new definition for our individual. Uh, wealth and well-being what works for us and what doesn't work for us and I think we all need to have the Opportunities to make the, the freedom of those choices for sure And I really love the fact that you know It doesn't really matter where we are in our careers or where we live in terms of geography We all seem to be going through the same sorts of challenges and I think that's really important To to wrap up our conversation, what I would like to do is um, ask each of you to share a little tidbit of advice for our viewing and listening audience so that we can kind of, you know, leave today's discussion thinking that uh, we do have an inclusive opportunity to make choices and that it's okay to, um, you know, to to be maybe making a left and right turn at this particular stage in, in our careers as we move forward uh, for the rest of the year. So Maura, because we started with your, uh, your first question, what would be a little bit of advice that you would give to folks who've, who've listened to our chat today?
2: Um, well, a couple of things, and be, uh, quickly before I do, I, I want to say something about what Precious was explaining, and you know, because Sharon responded beautifully. But then I thought of something different as well. Precious, when you're talking about essential workers, the people whose jobs cannot be eliminated—healthcare, for example, or even yes. to a certain extent the hospitality, the infrastructure that we all rely on, the guys that fix the traffic lights—all of that, right? And and we look at the exodus that has been occurring. For, mm-hmm. for laborers in different areas. Uh, and it's like, what where, what do we need to learn from that? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. can we grow? Where can we address this going forward, even as we do shift more and more into AI? Mm-hmm. So, right. uh, because healthcare in particular, I mean, I look at the doctors that have retired, you know, because they just were so stressed. right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that's because of COVID. So, all right, so Trish, you're asking me what are some, some key what would be yeah what,
0: yeah, what would be a, a word of advice or something that you would leave with our viewing and listening audience pertaining to this whole idea about freedom around wealth and well being?
2: Trust that you are creative, resourceful, and whole. Trust that you have it within you and that all you need to do is reach out and find your tribe. Find the people who, are, who, who want what you want and learn from them, lock arms with them, uh, develop a system for daily taking action on your goals. And um, I like the Four Agreements by Miguel Ruiz. It's that, uh, you know, um, always do your best, be impeccable with your word, uh, don't make assumptions, and don't take it personally. And then if you need to reinvent yourself, trust that you have what it takes to make it happen. And that includes physical, financial, emotional everything.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's really wonderful. <laughs> Precious, what would your um, sort of takeaway or, or uh, leaving with our viewing and listening audience in terms of um, a little tidbit of information?
4: Yes, my word will be balance.
0: Oh, balance I love that.
4: Things. And when we swing too far to one side, then you have a tendency to swing even harder when you get opportunity to the other. What if health and safety is somewhere in the middle? And I think when we are too... Um, polarized, there's a whole segment we miss. Mm -hmm. And there will always be uh, people that we can learn from, grow from. And they are not, everyone is not just like, just like you mentioned with the essential workers. There are some things that we can do that we have to decide maybe I shouldn't do. So much has happened with technology. Our children have such an access that if we have to rethink that, we might've said, hmm, maybe let's do this a little differently but everything you can do doesn't mean you should run full force ahead and do so i would say balance pull back and you can never get away from human connections when you do when you're too far extreme mm-hmm. you're sacrificing something
3: Damn, that's very sacrificing
4: Sacrificing part of this humanness that we share everyone mm-hmm. cannot just be from home nor should they and those who are not we have to recognize they exist and Mm -hmm. treat them accordingly and not everyone has the option and we're grateful that they they don't so my point is balance in all things yeah balance in all
0: things that's wonderful and robinson
1: well i I think a a a large subject of this uh discussion here today has been on freedom Mm -hmm. and in relation to that ironically my one word would be work because it takes work to achieve freedom whether you're working towards personal freedom with regards to finances or freedom, uh, with regards to your your mental health, spiritual, whatever the case may be, it takes work. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just arrive on your doorstep, like a winning lottery ticket. So, uh, you know, you have to work towards the freedom you want.
0: Yeah. That's really great advice.
3: And Sharon, I would say technology. Um, don't be left behind. I saw what happened in 2020, how many companies closed and didn't need to be closed, but they just could not adapt to the new environment because it, they just, it was a lack of technology. And right. so I would also want to add personal development. Uh, I think it was Mara who said when we're being self-aware and we're trying to reinvent ourselves look to see where your gaps are and work on you, be self-aware. Yeah. Right. So technology
0: okay. don't get left behind. Yeah, that's a really wonderful piece of advice for sure, especially as we're all on this virtual platform today having a wonderful <laughs> conversation from various parts of North America. So. Yes. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for spending some time with me today. Um, You know, we've really launched a wonderful opportunity for us to have business conversations, uh, obtain different points of view, and maybe even a few different personal takeaways as a result of some of the things that we've shared today. So thank you very much to uh, each and every one of you for joining me today and discussing uh, the whole idea about wealth and well-being and the the subtopic of freedom. So thank you.
3: Thank you for
1: what you do. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you for
0: this opportunity. So I'd also like to mention that if one of our panel guests, you have piqued your interest at all, and you'd like to reach out to them, um, there will be links to their business stories from our, in the description portion of either the podcast or the video so that you can uh, directly make some connections with them with links to their their websites so that you can uh, connect with them through their contact pages. So thank you so much uh, for, for joining us for today. And I'd also like to mention that if you would like to share your business story in our platform, please feel free to visit shareyourstories.online and join this growing community of entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders. And if you have a topic that you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send along a message through the contact page on our website, and we'll be happy to consider that in the months that move forward. So I'm Trish Tona, I founder and host of the series, and I'd like to again invite you to join us with your business story by visiting our website, shareyourstories.online. And in the meantime, thanks again for joining us. And we look forward to meeting you next time on another edition of Keeping It Real. Thank you so much.